Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Raleigh Tussing. We recorded this back in June in Rodney, Michigan at Earful of Fiddle Music and Dance Camp. Shout out to Kyla McConnell and Mitchell Enfinger, Get Up in the Cool's newest supporters on Patreon. Thanks so much, you two. Get Up in the Cool is listener-funded. I couldn't make it without generous folks like Mitchell and Kyla. If you want to chip in, too, visit patreon.com slash getupinthecool, which I linked in the show notes for this episode, and chip in at a level that you can sustain. Stick around afterwards, and I'll tell you how to keep up with Raleigh Tussing, but first, here's our interview and jam. Enjoy. Testing, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thank you very much, Pam. I met you for the first time at the last in-person Year Full of Fiddle in 2019. Pre the incident, yes. Pre the, the incident yes. that we will not speak of. Well, maybe it'll come <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, and uh, th- there were so many awesome people, too, too many awesome people to meet and spend quality time with, but I did get to hear you play for the first time, and it was really lovely. And uh, I'm so glad we're doing this now. Me too. I'm very honored. Like there, there are a lot of people you could be talking to. So I'm, I'm very honored that you're talking to me at this moment. <laughs> I feel, I feel the same. Way. Right yeah. on. Uh, what was that song we just played? That was, that was. Uh, I believe the title is "Ain't Gonna Worry No More." Ain't gonna worry no more. Correct. Great. And uh, old vaudeville uh, medicine show performer named Sleepy John Estes. Uh, I learned it, learned it from him, and he, he plays it in kind of a crooked manner, and I've straightened it out quite a bit. Oh, interesting. And. Uh, um, where is it? Where is it more crooked when he plays it? 
well, it, it, it's it, he. A couple of the chords he plays for four beats, and a couple of the chords he plays for three. Sure. And I could never keep it straight. Oh, uh, sure. So I, I just kind of ironed it out, you know, yeah. and uh, made it made it my own. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was certainly a little easier to follow that. Right. Way. Right. That's <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. When did you start playing this kind of music? And how close is the way that you're interpreting this arrangement, other than the crookedness, but like the the rhythm and the instrumentation and the singing? How close is that to that? source that you learned it from not very close at all because you said it was like vaudeville uh, i i misspoke he was a medicine show performer a medicine show. yeah okay um, i'm not that familiar with like i know the concept of a, of a medicine yeah. show oh i'm getting into some territory <laughs> know, that i don't know about yeah, either, yeah maybe so. <laughs> uh but i don't know that much about like the mu- any musical traditions oh sure it. yeah, yeah. Maybe you could unpack a little bit of that well I, d- I really don't know much about it either okay. uh, sure. i just know a little bit of you know, these traveling medicine shows who come around and they say uh show it at 3 30 on main street right and uh you'd go and you'd see somebody like sleepy john nastez and uh um Amy nixon and so forth and they'd be playing and and uh then in, in the middle of the performance they would uh try to smell their sell their uh their snake oil their medicine the snake oil yeah like cure all exactly yeah and uh I guess that was a big thing for a while, and and uh, a, mu- a young musician could go out and uh, make a couple bucks doing that. Yeah, that's a, interesting. Yeah. Well, if you're gonna <laughs> sell like possibly like uh, deadly unlicensed uh, exactly. like, medicine, or um, at least have a good show, right? There's <laughs> yeah, boy. There's a my my mind keeps cracking right there, snapping. It's there's a, a series of tunes called Jake Lig. Um, oh, I've heard, yeah, take, and, yeah, yeah. It was this horrible, sad thing. These people would uh, take this medicine, and I forget the specifics, but they'd get something called Jake Leg, and they'd become paralyzed. Oh and, my god! And, yeah, and there's a bunch of tunes written about it, so it must have been widely available at some point. The yeah. the Jake cure all, get the Jake Leg for it. The Jake cure all. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. Well. Um, I don't feel qualified to get into this, the state of medicine today, and I feel right. like I'm going to leave that to the professionals. But <laughs> Not I, much has changed. It does seem like it was very bad in some specific ways back then for a lot of inter- interesting reasons. Absolutely. And yes. <laughs> and it's still bad. Because <laughs> I cough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're losing them. When did, yeah, when did you start playing this kind of music? Uh, I started as a, a, a teenager, like most people, and uh, I was into classic rock or whatever my sisters were listening to at the time. And, and uh, um, did you have big sisters? I did. Yeah, they're like ten years older than me. Yeah. You know, so they, they, you they were into the seventies classic rock, and I, I you know, I'd dig through their record collection, and you know, like the bands like Led Zeppelin and so forth that just stole directly from like without even having a conscience to stole directly from these, these, these old, uh, sure. blues and jazz guys and, um, put their name on it. And after a while, you know, there's, they got sued. Uh, and, uh, so on the liner notes, it would say like Willie Dixon or, or, you know, yeah. so I'd search that music out and then, uh, so you use the, um, the sort of appropriators as like a jumping off point and you're like, okay, yeah. there's someone else in the liner notes. Yeah, I'm gonna go check out. I, I dug a, just slightly deeper. And, yeah, uh, and then I cool. got into. Uh, I found a video by, um, I believe it's uh, Les Blank. He had a documentary called "The Blues According to Leighton Hopkins," and I was about 18 when I saw that, and I sold all of my electric guitars. Yeah, and decided wow. I wanted to play like Leighton Hopkins. I wanted to be able to play uh, bass and melody at the same time, and uh, had no idea how to do it. And I 
went off and found a couple of teachers and, and uh, they, they, they set me on my, my path. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, Light, Lightning Hopkins was the first guy to really. Do you, are you saying like a lightning? I am probably saying lightning because uh, lightning. on okay. a lot of his records it had the apostrophe. But yeah, sure. He, he went by both lightning and lightning. lightning. Uh, Sam was his name. Sam, yeah. Sam. Where, how did you find uh, like teachers of this style of music? Uh, where were you? And who did you? How did you seek them out? Yeah, luckily enough, growing up in Ann Arbor, um, uh, there was. Um, uh, a person just down the street. She taught at the community college and also private lessons out of her house. And she was in a duo at the time with a, a very famous guitar player, Peter Madcat Ruth. And her name is Sherry Kane. It was uh, Madcat and Kane. And uh, she was playing the style of music. She had the thumb, as I yeah, call it. And the thumb. Yes. Yeah. How do you separate the thumb from the fingers? And uh, um, I called her up one day and introduced myself and uh, uh, went over to her joint for a for a lesson and, and uh, just in a couple lessons she was able to like give me yeah. enough to like uh, uh, get into it and get the rope muscle memory going how old a, is she? she I don't know she's not too much older than me I don't know maybe she might have been in her 30s at the time yeah yeah huh. and she, she learned from uh, uh, just being a few years older than me she, she was able to meet some of the uh, older older guys on the folk circuit some of the older musicians and 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 learn learn from those folks too yeah. which i i i've met a couple here and there but uh not not like she had yeah, yeah. direct what, lineage almost what what else are what else are we gonna play let's play um on the list let's play a song by chubby parker okay banjo player speaking of vaudeville i don't have any idea if he was in vaudeville or not but he probably was did he was he like a the classic banjo. He wasn't. He was a little after that. He uh, he did uh, like a lot of novelty stuff. Um, he was involved with a radio station, and uh, uh, much of it would be considered, probably at the time too, uh, children's music. Yeah. Huh. Um, uh, there's a nice uh, compilation out there. The story of the crow told me, and it's all children's music from the uh, 78 RPM era, and that's where I first heard of Chubby Parker. Interesting. Yeah. I think, I think writing. Or not just children's music, but children's stories or t- children's entertainment or media is like such a good way to um, distill an idea yeah. down to a... Because f- it's like if you can distill an idea down to a way that a child can like it, understand it and like it, yeah. it's like that's a good that's a good sign that you have an, an understanding of something, you know, uh, immutable you know, or yeah. important yes. if a kid can understand it. I think more people should do that. Maybe I should try to think about that. Yeah. Do kids like my music? Right. <laughs> yeah. And at the beginning, uh, I must admit, kids cried when they heard my music when I first started <laughs> out playing. Like, Mommy, you don't like it here. Yeah, it makes me <clears throat> sad. And, uh, I've been I've been threatening along those lines. I've been threatening to uh, put out a uh, uh, album of um, children's songs, but done in a... a spooky sort of way oh, yeah. because some of them used to scare me when i was a kid yeah like the itsy bitsy spider i'm afraid of spiders yeah and that kind of scared me so i i've uh maybe i'll play it for you later it's <laughs> yeah. a i was gonna call the album fever dream and, uh, yeah. yeah that's a good that's a great idea because <laughs> kids like they want to get into it too yeah yeah, yeah. like they want to get they're already thinking about death 
right off. The right. You know, exactly. They're thinking about yeah. scary stuff. Yeah. Everything's scary. Yeah, like, I just got here. Everything's scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, uh, for a few years straight, I, I played on, on the streets and uh, um, like busking. You know, my, my wife would come home from work. I'd give her the kid. I was a stay-at-home dad. And then I'd go out and busk for four hours and, and all spring, summer long. And uh, I developed a, a pocket full of, of kid songs that the parents would like. Well enough, and and the kids knew and 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 uh, would would hang around for, and I always got a couple bucks out of those. Yeah, yeah. smart. <laughs> well, what's the name of the song again? This song is a uh, um, free little bird. Free little bird. Free oh, little bird. This sounds familiar. Oh, I'm sure you know it. Yeah. Well, it's, there's a lot of songs about birds and freedom and projecting yes. meaning onto onto birds. So, like, maybe I don't know it but, specifically. Well, there is free bird, but that's, well, there's free bird. Of that course, is not, that is not the song. <laughs> It's, uh, it's I call it the uh, the whole family of tunes of she'll be coming around the mountain chords. And this, okay, this yeah. is one of them. Yeah. Well, what key are we in? A. A. Great. Yeah. Let me uh, tune up to A. Do you want me to do it in G? Well, are you going to sing it? Do you like singing it in A? I prefer. Then let me come up. But to I haven't a. done that in a couple of years, so I don't know. Okay. Uh, just start. song uh i i really appreciate that it's like a song maybe originally sung by a man or at least in this recording that you learned it from Mm -hmm. but it's like empathizing with this bird yes uh and as opposed to empathizing with the sort of destructive violent boys right 
I think that's really interesting, the positionality of it. It's like, when I think about this story, the bird is me. Yes. Not the boys. Right. And I, I just think that's really interesting. There's yes. a lot to dig into there. I don't necessarily know how to. But. Yeah, I, I was bullied a little bit as a kid. And then, yeah. yeah, I'm definitely the bird when I, when I, when I do that song. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you ever heard of uh, is it Ferdinand the Bull? Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> so good. That's yeah. such a good one. Yeah. 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 I really like, I really like that. I like that it's like, uh, it's not really a power fantasy. It's, it, it's about like being, it's about, if anything, it's about sort of being aloof. You know? Yeah, it's right. Like about, it, it's an escaping, not a like, an escape. punishing. That's, you know? that's right. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to play this game. I just don't even want to deal with it. That's right. I don't, I don't yep. need them to suffer. I just want them to be beneath me. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah obviously this is touching on. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, so I like that. I like that. No, I, it's, that's the feelings I have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be part of it at all. Whatever you guys got going on, yeah. you know, uh, uh, call me whatever derogatory name you're going to call me. I'm just going to build my nest in the tree over here and forget about you guys. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's, why it's an effective kid song and why yes. I like it still. It's because it's like that, that is a, an idea that's dense with meaning. Yeah. You can think about it all day. Yes. Yeah. It's a sticky idea. Cool. <laughs> cool song. Wait, so there's a whole album. Of- yeah. I free- it came out, um, Maybe in the uh, early 2000s, maybe late 90s. It's called The Story of the Crow Told Me. The Story of the Crow yeah, Told Me. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know, 60 songs on some, when, you know, CDs were popular. And maybe he yeah. still get it somewhere, but yeah. it was yeah, a good one. Check that out. Yeah. I love that. It was before I collected 78, so uh, um, I had a lot of CDs with this music on it. Now I have uh, some of the original records with, with, uh, with these tunes on them. Oh, so... We were playing a, a bingo between like the campers and, and staff yes. uh, for Earful, um, and one of the slots was collect seventy eights. That must have been for you. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you were that's me. Be the one to. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's one other person who technically had two seventy eights, and we're like, yeah, you collect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Compared to everyone, Lindsay. Else. Yeah. When you say you collect seventy eights, do you have like how long have you been doing that? Um, do you pull your tunes from seventy eights as well? I, I do. I do a lot of them. I, I get from seventy eights. Um, I uh, I have been collecting on and off for probably twenty five years. Yeah. I, I guess to clarify, yeah, we we were just talking about seventy eights like uh, after the bingo because we we're like, what's this? Because some people were like, what's a seventy eight? And I forget that like not everyone's nerdiness intersects with my nerdiness or your nerdiness, and maybe just disambiguate you know for everyone like what is a 78 what are we talking about right now pre-vinyl lp um there was there was these uh one or two-sided shellac discs that ran at 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 78 rpm so they're just shellac i didn't know that they weren't vinyl i always assumed yeah uh, they're very fragile yeah shellac they're they're some beetle excrement what shellac is. <laughs> this is a beetle yeah. shit disc. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. That's, I had no idea. That right there is the name of my record label. I've been searching. Beetle shit disc. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Might get sued by Paul McCartney. But. Oh, my God. What else What else are we going to play today? Uh, this is a song I, I learned from Reverend Gary Davis. Um, it's a song called Cocaine Blues. And he, he recorded it early on with uh, the lyrics, and then when he became the reverend, um, in the uh, in the uh, '60s, he recorded it again, but he refused to sing it. And 
when, when he recorded it in the 60s, he did a beautiful, beautiful uh, um, instrumental version of it that yeah. uh, when I first heard it, I was like, someday I'm going to play that. Yeah. And uh, I'm still not there yet. But, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we'll do another shot. interview when you're, right. <laughs> when <laughs> you're ready. There. 86. Yeah. All right. My baby, go downtown. You know that old policeman push us around. Is that old cocaine running around my head? Now come here, baby, come here quick. All this old cocaine is about to make me sick. That old cocaine running around my head. As I'm coming off the street. I'm going down Main Looking for Sales cocaine Is that old cocaine Running around my head Now come here baby Come here quick All this old cocaine Is about to make me sick That old cocaine Running around my Song. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious, did he ever make a statement of like why he wouldn't sing it after he became a reverend? Uh, I don't remember ever seeing the statement. It's all been a uh, uh, hearsay word of mouth that, uh, you know, and there's the whole idea of the church being separate from the the blues is not allowed in the church and stuff like that. So I haven't necessarily heard that explained to me, like the respectability yeah. kind of politics in in black music, uh, I have like, what is the, what is the dividing line? Like, when is it, when is it gospel or when is it blues? I guess maybe it's just the subject matter. Possibly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause, Cause to me, like listening to that song, it's not a glamorous portrayal of 
No. You know, I've heard songs about, you know, blues songs about drugs or sex or whatever, yeah. where it's like, and I like all of these things, and I'm happy. <laughs> and yeah, I'm pursuing yeah. pleasure, and it's nice for me. But, yeah. This is not one of them. No. It seems like it would no. be, like, a nice cautionary tale. That's, yeah, I sing it to the kids, you know? It's like, stay in school. Otherwise... Yeah, scared straight. Bad it's stuff. Song. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they say right it's on. for horses. But, <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah, what a... What a bummer of a song. It's funny that that is like I mean it's got blues in the title, cocaine blues, but um, I've been having a lot of trouble defining the music that I play. Speak on that. Yeah, yeah. the old timey cats that I hang out with, I, I play uh, uh, jazz, and okay. to the jazz guys, I play I play um, you know like uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, rockabilly. Okay. And yeah. to most people, I play bluegrass. And okay. uh, I think I play pop tunes from the 20s and 30s, you yeah. know, and uh, and I started out definitely playing blues, like really, really wanting to play blues. I just I just fell in love um, with that aspect of it. But uh, um, I got something like that or uh, I don't know, a few other songs I play with. I play with a jazz trumpeter and he's, he says we're in a blues band. And I'm like, we're doing 20s pop songs you know interesting it's a, it's a, are you making sort of a distinction like blues would maybe be more traditional non-composed songs is that what you mean what's the distinction there well i think of uh, when i hear the word blues i i i immediately go to an african-american tradition and what i play is definitely an homage or or derivative yeah. from that but so is 20s crooner music oh sure you know um yeah. so it, so it's just, country music exactly yeah, yeah exactly yeah. i mean all the all yeah. the american music comes comes from that and uh yeah. hey, well knows. let's move on to another yeah, right uh, on yeah uh, old pop song <laughs> old or pop something song. else what are we doing um let's do uh could i do with a kid's song just Please. just by myself for a second yeah it's a, uh, um all right so i, I mentioned uh it's a bitsy spider scaring me um, yeah. when I was a kid and uh uh so here's here's something I, I developed when I was busking on the on the streets of yeah. of mean old Ann Arbor. Um Itsy Bitsy Spider. Well it's a bitsy spider up that water spider Long came the rain and washed that spider all right on out. Out came the sun and dried up all the rain. And it's a bitsy spider went up that spider again. Oh, it's a bitsy spider went up that water spout. Long came the rain and washed that spider all right on out. <laughs> and repeat ad infinitum. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I like that. Uh, you're you're acknowledging the spookiness of spiders. Yeah, yeah. There was there yeah. was one about somebody's behind the refrigerator and slipped and fell on a piece of broken glass. Oh, I can't remember it all. Right now. <laughs> Tell me. Oh, it is horrible, horrible song. Oh my god. Well, I think we have time for one more. Okay. And before we do that, where do people go to follow the music that you make and hire you for things? And yeah, right now it's just uh, my website, RaleighTussing.com. 
and I've recently hooked up with the Stableford a- Agency, so that contact yeah. information is there. We're for bookings and so forth. And good hands. Yeah, it's a, I'm happy about that. It's a, yeah, RaleighTussing.com, and uh, feel free to drop me a line. Yeah, yeah anything. Thanks so much for doing this. You're not staying for the whole earful, unfortunately, but I'm really glad that we got to hang out one-on-one. Yeah. This is the, re- the secret mission of, of doing this show is that I get to, like, steal people away. Right. <laughs> so thank you for being stolen. Right on. Yeah. What, what are we going to do for our last one? Let's do... Do some high stuff. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Visit RaleighTesting.com for performance dates and booking inquiries. I put a link in the show notes for this episode. You can support Get Up in the Cool by sharing the show with a friend or sharing and liking the video posts on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Help fund this podcast by signing up at patreon.com slash getupinthecool. You can order a mask, t-shirt, bag, sticker, or phone case at Get Up in the Cool's merch store. Visit pitchforkbanjo.com for my instructional claw hammer banjo series or to schedule a lesson with me. Check out my other podcast, Think Outside the Box Set. It's available in all the same places as Get Up in the Cool. And again, everything I just mentioned is linked in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up in the Cool. <laughs>